podcast, New World Loyalty. We help you make the most of your loyalty strategies by listening to us talk about what we like to talk about most, which is loyalty and loyalty programs. In this episode, we'll make everyone's worst nightmare real by reminding them what they predicted last year and then scoring them out of 10 for it. So joining me tonight are the original panel who, who joined us last year. So please can I welcome Adam Posner, the current champion. Hi, Adam. Hi, Ian. Hi, everyone. And uh, Phil Gunter. Hi, Phil. Good morning, Ian. And Simon Morgan. Hi, Simon. Good morning, Ian. Good morning. And Stuart Mellon. Hi, Stuart. Hi. How are you, Ian? Brilliant. Thanks for joining us. If I could remind you what everyone predicted last year, Adam, as current champion, you said you were, you were going to talk about data concerns. You said there was going to be greater focus on privacy will lead to a re-evaluation of the value exchange for data. And then you said, surprise, surprise, can everyone say it with me? Joyalty. Joyalty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so focus on the moments of joy and to provide instant discounts and rewards at difficult times. So can you justify those those things, Adam? How did it go for you? Uh, okay. 2023 was an interesting year on the privacy, data breaches. I think loyalty programs, everybody woke up uh, from their slumber and realized they've really got to respect the data they get. In Australia, I see lots of privacy policies being re-emailed out to their members. I'm a member of so many loyalty programs. I'm receiving a lot. So you know, from a privacy point of view, impact of data breaches, I think loyalty programs have really stepped up their game or starting to step up their game. So um, I think that uh, is something that uh, we can see more of and continue to see. Well, on the joyalty side of things, Ian, you've been privy to a couple of conversations around, you know, the bicycle people who send the whistle. You know, oh, that the, was mine. That uh, was a great cod. And, and if yeah, anyone missed yeah. that, a, that was a really good podcast. And thanks for doing that, Adam. That was, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, and the postcards from Stamp Picks are going out now. And, you know, I've seen more and more from Woolworths here in Australia doing a lot more gamification, surprise and delight. Even built rewards out of the US. I still think that's a fantastic, uh, you know, joyalty proposition, although it's got a strong financial base. So I think joyalty is still strong. Uh, hopefully people will vote for me. Yeah, if I, if I, I think it's a game of two halves, if I'm honest, Adam. So I yeah. think the, um, the joyalty piece, I mean, we've seen in the UK and Europe discounts, member-only discounts going off the scale. So Tesco, Nectar, Morrisons, all the big programs in the UK have gone for member-only discounts, which I think is definitely a version of Joyalty. No, um, that's just that's oh, just forced loyalty. Ooh! <laughs> oh, forced loyalty. Yeah, Makes you join just to get the discount. Yeah, well... I, look, yeah, where's the dopamine in that? Yeah, in that. Yeah, at least with loyalty, that's what that's all about to me. It's this emotional loyalty that, that keeps me. Doing. But what is it? Well, it's it's going down through the brain to the stem to release some dopamine hits. Uh, it's yeah, a good point, Simon. Like, it, yeah. it feels more of a bribe in some ways. Yes. It feels more of a bribe yes. than a reward. It's, it's too mean, transactional. Functional. It's, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Functional. Too transactional. Too functional. It's got to be that next level up of something that you just didn't expect to get. I mean, you know, you, you see it in some in the Mecca Beauty Loop program. I mean, their beauty box, it's still expected when people get it, they jump for joy. So, and it's samples and it's product, it's not discounts. So I think it's outside of discounts is where you've got to find the joyalty moments of magic. Yeah. And, um, and on the data concerns, I, have, I haven't seen too much of that, if I'm honest. And, it's, um, it's an I'm Australian sure localised... It's is, an Australian it, localised issue. You know, Australia yes. is starting to look at uh, legislation similar to GDPR in Europe. Um, you know, yeah. I did business with a lot of different programs globally. Uh, I, I think you know, uh, there's been data breaches and privacy concerns and discussions around this only in Australia. 
I don't see it in the rest of the world. Sorry, okay. Adam. Yeah, I, I, I think, if anything, this year's been a year of settling down. I can, I can see you getting shot down in flames here, Adam, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll wait for 2024. You know, you can't be a winner every year. Got to give you guys a break. <laughs> now, Stuart, you actually went out on a limb and actually did do I think your prediction the previous year was that the sun comes up in the morning or something is equally <laughs> Cash, Cash is king. And you, you stopped me from king. using that. Right? Thank, oh, goodness we got, so. thank goodness we got away from that. So this year you predicted that program redesigns, so programs were forced to adjust and redesign to fit the new normal. And you said NFTs, it was a sort of half and half. You said NFTs won't be, crypto will be dead but NFTs will grow and grow as more surprise and delight. So it would it was more on the badging side rather than the reward and crypto side. Yeah, exactly. How do you stand by Look, those? Uh, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not a marketing guy. I'm a finance guy. So NFTs, you know, I've seen a little bit of use of them by a few different airlines and other travel programs, but there's no great user case for them yet. And like crypto, I think they're on their way to being dead. Um, oh, maybe they'll think, be oh. brought out as a bit of joyalty wow. or something. I don't no, know. I, I think don't... like your fashion sense, Stuart, I think you might be ahead of the game here. I think, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it could be a thing for 2024, 2024, but not for 2023. No, I think that's a bit early. I think um, the first prediction, but the, the year of program redesign, I think um, 2023 was the first full year where programs had started downgrading people properly, assessing requirements, starting to look at what was the new norm, particularly in travel loyalty. And I think a lot of programs have taken stock on what those look like for their program, the new behaviors of their customers. And so every single airline and hotel program I've talked to has been doing something around their program in a redesigned sense. So I kind of feel that one's a pretty strong one. And that's going to lead into one of my predictions for 2024. You're banking yeah. one and passing yeah, one. Yeah. But you also you had know, the, you, I think you you got the, the biggest one of the biggest sort of activities this year was Delta's devaluation. That that was that was because of this, or, or be, yeah. it, was a, it was an outcome of, of what it did with COVID, having too many people in the uh, in the lounges and having to de, devalue the program essentially, and uh, and, and that. That created waves, so I think you nailed that one. They and again, I'll go back to, to member-only discounts in the UK and in Europe. I mean, if if you count those as being a redesign and not for Adam, then maybe that, that goes into your column as a yes, but Adam as a no, right? Because they they devalued their course. People like they, they they reduced their core value in a lot of cases, and then increased their 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 giveaways and member-only discounts. And that point goes into more. My second prediction will be for 2024. So we'll come to that later. <laughs> you give it a preview here. Um, can I just can I just back uh, uh, Stu there? I, I actually think that a review and revitalization. I've seen many briefs, you know, uh, coming through for uh, programs that have suddenly, you know, had a time to reflect and are, are reviewing and revitalizing. You know, maybe second tier, not airlines. You know, I don't do airlines, but certainly retail uh, uh, membership programs entertainment, gaming, a, a range of other categories are all starting to take a step and look at Tit. their financials and start to review and revitalize. I back you, Stu, on that one. Take it easy, Adam. We're reviewing that. You, you, you don't want to take his thing for next year. Don't want to pump his tires up too much. <laughs> okay, and Simon, you said mobile wallet, the convergence of loyalty and payment and the emergence of the super app. And you also said the rise of fractional loyalty professional so basically, part-time loyalty professionals. So, how do you stand by those two? 
Well, I mean, clearly the first one is yeah, a complete win, really, isn't it? I mean, the uh, <laughs> yeah, the integration of loyalty, <laughs> the integration of loyalty into uh, yeah, into the sort of the payment experience. I, I'd say that 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 is a trend that continues inexorably towards total integration. I mean, you know, there is no question that. Hey, with points as a concept from a, a points redemption point of view is, you know, is, is front and center. I think with a lot of programs, it's a big part of the innovation that's, uh, that's taking place. And obviously to make that happen, generally there's some kind of integration with payment rails to create uh, an instant in the moment experience of redemption. Um, so the first half of that I'm claiming, claiming as a win, the super app, app half um, I think perhaps is uh, slightly uh, in dispute from a total global domination point of view, but I would argue that uh, in in certain uh, geographies, uh, super apps are absolutely no. super. Um, no, you know, if super you look apps at China, China no, across India. Africa, yeah, it's it's looking really strong. So yeah, I mean. I, I don't know. If I look through my phone and say which of these would I consider a super app, I'm not I'm not looking any. No. They're all niche. <laughs> take a take a bank app. Take your bank app, for example. You know, like uh for example, Combank in uh, Australia, the new yellow program, you access that via the uh, uh via the app. Uh I can get my till receipts now all via my uh, my banking app. There is a convergence, I think, happening there in those higher traffic, uh, higher use utility apps. Yeah, I, d I do see that, particularly with the, but the banking apps are definitely getting better, that's for sure. You, you see any of the uh, super apps that are across categories are failing and they're starting to move back into individual categories, particularly in, in, in ones that have expanded into travel loyalty. It's either a retail sense or it's a travel sense. It's, it, you can't have both. In, in a super app, and what about your fractional loyalty professional, Simon? Well, again, I think I, I can I can claim a partial win on this, and I'll I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll give you the background uh, uh, to that very briefly. So, I was just looking this morning at Google search trends on the uh, on the term fractional CMO. Now, that has risen from uh, an index of zero uh, in January 2021 to 85 in November uh, 23. So clearly. And we, I often hear actually, Stu, the talk of uh, fractional CFO, uh, you know, as well uh, out there. So, you know, there is no doubt that that the the kind of gig economy, you know, fractional, uh, you know, usage of, uh, you know, of certain professions is is absolutely uh, uh, mainstream. The question is, has that translated to uh, to to loyalty and? To, to be frank, I'm just going to uh, be negative on my own prediction. I'm not sure it has. I think well, what's happened I, I, there... I don't, know, I don't know, Simon. I've, I've, as, as a Ooh, vote for this one, is good. As a vote this for one, um, you, you did this prediction last year, and I thought, I hope he's right. And I spent all yeah. year working as a fractional professional for <laughs> a, a national retailer. Well, so um, it's, just not so... it's just not called that, perhaps, is the, uh, perhaps is the, the aspect therein. Because I think yeah, no. that the... The, the the work for consultants and agencies in the loyalty space has dramatically increased over the uh, uh, over the year uh, and I agree, maybe it's Simon. to do with that maybe it's to do with that um 
you know, the, the reinvention of programs. Maybe it's that they're adding some loyalty. Maybe that they're adding some functional uh, benefits. But it's a busy, busy time, and, and there's lots of interest and activity. So I'm, maybe I am claiming it as a win I, then. I think well, you should claim it. <laughs> I, yeah. I I reckon you're onto something there, Phil, Simon. Phil, I think Phil's looking slightly skeptical, but I think I think it's a win. I think uh... I I think I think the problem is there's not enough good people with expertise in loyalty, and Correct. so we all have to pay our fractional part to support the industry because there are too many bad, inexperienced consultants running around there with handing out uh, books. Do you, do you know any? Do you so, know any, Stuart? I know a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not on this call, Stuart. Hopefully not on this call. Not on this call. (laughs) Sorry, and then Phil, you go next. Well, I'm fully expecting a win here because both mine overlap with someone else. Um, So I predicted the status cliff, people will go hardline and then panic. And that that overlaps with Stu nicely because they did hold their line. They did go through the status cliff. And there was a stack of redesign, Delta being the most obvious one, and some some smaller stuff. But there was an awful lot of activity which still exists today. And we'll still get it as we go through the end of the year and and more downgrades and and end of this year and into next year. So this is playing out around us as we speak. So I think I've got a hard win there. And the, uh, if you got if, if you guys to, to, to tell me opposite the opposite, but um, and also the other one was easier redemption and move towards cash redemption, and this one nicely overlaps with Simon because I completely agreed with Simon that there has been a move to pay with points, both part pay and full pay to make it easier for people to get points out. There's this paranoia about redemp- about um, liabilities, and then people want to get you get utility of points, and there's been a huge move to that. So, yeah, I, I concur. There's been a rush on redemptions. I mean, it's the cost of living story. There's there everyone's yeah. using every point they can find. They're actually looking at all of their loyalty. The people that I speak to in the brands, they're looking at all of their balances. Where can I get a five dollar voucher now? It's just been a rush on redemptions using their points for cash. I think it's cost of living, and I think it's a build up of points earned off co brands during uh, COVID, yeah, where true. people couldn't redeem yeah. them on travel. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. And programs well, are, we'll see. E- are, are enabling it. So, easier redemption? Boom. Yeah. It's, a str- it's a strong case, Phil. But we'll wait to strong. see. Strong case. <laughs> and then if I can be tailored, Charlie, what I predicted was a refocus on partnerships. I said, as well, well, you guys said it was going to be a focus on redemption. I said a focus on aggregation of value across multiple retailers. Um, I then talked about the consolidation of suppliers. So I said that there's too much competition in this in the loyalty supply space and that there was going to be aggregation. So if I take the first one, um, the growth of partnerships, I think there have been big ones. So obviously the big one being Starbucks and Delta announced a partnership. Um, Avios have now said that more than 60% of their miles now come from partnerships, which is a big step on from where what they were when I was there. And then things like Strawberry and, Nor- and Norwegian have decided to, to join together. In, in the Nordics, there's MGM Resorts and Marriott, and then Nectar launching, they're relaunching their, their e-stores with Collinson. Um, so I think, I, I think if I'm marking my homework, I think they're, they're good cases, but I don't think there was the break of, I don't think there was a huge new coalition or a, or a new... I, I, I wouldn't even say it as a good try in. that's pathetic. <laughs> I'm, I'm dying on my own sword here because I'm going to pick up the next one. Seriously. <laughs> that, was, no, that was pretty bad. No, but yeah, st- despite, I mean, it gives me pain, but, but partnerships have had a terrible year. The, the, the big coalitions have all have, have imploded. Like there, are there any left now? 
Um, yeah, you know, there is a new one here in Australia, a big one, Ascent Retail Foot, uh, Foot Retail Group, which has got you know a massive retail brands have just partnered with Qantas, which is a a very big in my you know in retail a big retail group now partnering with Qantas. You know, I thought they you know finished. It's a retail and, play, not a loyalty play, Adam. It doesn't matter from the from the members' point of view. You're earning Qantas points at hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of retailers. It's true. I mean, I I I I don't. Um, I'm not saying it was a great one because I think I was hoping and banking on someone like Apple or Google breaking cover and going for a big global partnership, right? But it just hasn't happened. And I'm not sure whether they whether it's going to happen in the future, but it's not. It's not happened this year for sure. The other one I said was consolidation of suppliers. So we have seen things like HTK have been acquired by ITA Group. Marigold have finally um, completed their merger with Marigold Plus to create this new big, big, the big entity. And then the opportunity partners said they're going to cut, cut through, they're going to announce that they were going to plans to acquire brand loyalty. And then, of course, Capillary have been completing a number of um, of, of acquisitions like Brearley and Tenerity's Digital Connect assets in the US. So, you know, there has been consolidation in the market, but I still think they're killing each other. I still think it's... um. It's a really, really competitive space. And if they haven't consolidated, it's they're, they're showing a lot of pain. I think it's a hard place to be, if I'm honest. And it's, it's interesting, it, it, Ian. It, yeah, we, no, we're, we're seeing a number of suppliers pull back staff and resources out of Australia. So mm-hmm. um, so I think, you know, in the last two years, there's, there's been a number of different examples. Uh, the most recent one, uh, I believe, just announced in the last week or two is uh, Epsilon um, coming out of Australia. So, um, so they're, they're, I think... Consolidation will happen, but uh, it's interesting. Yeah, we've, we we kind of feel that there's all this redesign and reinvention work going on, but that's not converting into new system work, right? Because there's no yeah. new programs being designed. So it's it's redesign of existing programs to fix the economics, yeah. to fix you know the customer yeah. propositions. Not about yeah. um, building new programs, which requires multiple different systems and opportunities for new providers. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It doesn't give me any pleasure to say it, because, but I do think it's a tough time, and I do think it's going to continue to be a tough time. So on that massively positive note, <laughs> can we all know what we're going to do? And for the, We're going to take a moment, and, and as if by magic, in a couple of minutes, we're going to announce the winner. So the winners of the 2023 predictions contest is Phil Gunter and Stuart Mellon. There you are. <laughs> Good work, and Phil. then si- and then Simon coming in 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 second, really, and then Adam, Yay. and then me last. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I I think that's fair actually. So well done, Phil and Stuart, and you 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 continue on as as champions into next year. Well done. Sitting the crown and the post, Adam, and the so, digital confetti for the royalty moment. Exactly. <laughs> so if I could thank my guests for tonight, can I please thank Adam Posner. Thank you very much. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Ian. And Phil Gunter. Thank you, Phil. You're welcome, Ian. And Stuart Mellon. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, listeners. And Simon Morgan. Thank you. Thank you, Ian. Thanks very much. And if you like this podcast, please like, share or comment on LinkedIn using the hashtag The Loyalty Podcast. And we'll look forward to your company again soon. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>